So in these two verses we learn that the disbelievers, whether they are given a warning or they're not given a warning, they will not believe. And the reason behind that is that their hearts and their hearing and their eyes are sealed, veiled, so that even if they see the truth, they hear the truth, it doesn't benefit them. And for such people is a painful punishment. There's a question. Why is it that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sealed their hearts and their hearing? And why is it that He has placed a ghishawah, a veil on their eyes? A person may question that this is not fair. Allah Himself says, Khatam Allahu. So is it really that person's fault? If Allah has put a seal on him, and as a result he does not believe, is it really his fault? Yes, it is his fault. Why? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not do something like this without a reason. So what's the reason? There are different reasons that have been given. First of all, remember, first reason is, that the sealing of their hearts and their vision and their hearing, this is a natural consequence. A natural consequence of what? Of their disbelief. Think about it. If you have something like a machine, and if you don't use it for a very long time, if you pull it out, you plug it in, is it going to work? No. Why? Because it has become rusted from inside. It needs to be fixed from inside. It was not used for a very long time, therefore it does not function properly anymore. Similarly, if you don't walk as much as you should be walking, if you don't move around as much as you should be moving around, if you do not exercise as much as you should be exercising, and one day you go on a marathon, you try to walk a little bit even, from one street to the other, from your street to the main road, will that exhaust you? Will that tire you out? Yes. Will it affect your knees? Yes. If you don't use your body, What's going to happen to your body? It's going to become weaker and weaker and weaker. So similarly, if a person does not use his heart, if a person does not use his hearing and his eyes when the truth is presented before him, then what's going to happen? Eventually a point is going to come where his eyes are not going to work. Even if he sees the truth, he's not going to benefit. Even if he hears the truth, he's not going to benefit. Even if he's presented a warning, he's not going to be affected by it. Why? Because he has not used his heart properly. He has not used his hearing or his vision. So remember that this is a natural consequence. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala only facilitates for a person what he is inclined to. Meaning if a person is inclined to doing good, Allah will facilitate that way for him. If a person is inclined to doing evil, Allah will make that way easy for him. So why is it that their hearts are sealed? Because إِنَّ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا they disbelieve themselves. So when a person disbelieves, he does not accept the truth, then he will only get worse and worse in his kufr. He will intensify in his kufr. He will become a staunch disbeliever eventually. That even if the haq is presented, he will not accept it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Quran, فَلَمَّا زَاغُوا أَزَاغَ اللَّهُ قُلُوبَهُمْ When they themselves deviated, then Allah caused their hearts to deviate further. What's the lesson in this for us? We're talking about Alladina Kafaru, but let's look at ourselves. What's the lesson in this for us? What should we do then? That these abilities that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given to us of hearing, of seeing, of feeling, of reasoning, understanding, we must use these abilities. 
we must use them because if we don't they will get rusted they will not function properly another reason as to why khatam allahu ala qulubihim is because of their following their desires that alladhina kafaru those people who disbelieve what do they do they follow their desires they do whatever they wish they do whatever pleases them and when they're just following their own desires then what happens even if the truth is presented they don't accept they don't accept for example if a person is told you better become careful about your diet if you don't you're going to become diabetic if the doctor warns a person you better become careful about the intake of you know high cholesterol foods because you already have a cholesterol problem and if you don't take care of yourself you're going to suffer a lot you could suffer from a heart attack so a person who is concerned about himself what will he do the next time he sees a very buttery you know let's say pie or something like that what is he going to do he's not going to touch it he's going to stay away from it and a person who does not care he is going to be like forget it forget what the doctor has said these doctors don't know anything anyway i'm just going to eat this muffin and this cake and this piece of bread that's layered with butter i'm going to have it because i love it the doctor has said don't have sugary foods you have it anyway who will do this the person who follows his desires so when a person follows his desires what happens he doesn't pay any heed to any warning that is given to him and when he does not pay any heed then what happens allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also puts a seal on his heart and allah mentions in surah al-jathiyah ayah number 23 that afara'ayta man ittakhadha ilahahu hawahu have you seen the one who has made his desire his god he worships his desire he obeys his desire he never refuses his desire whatever he wants to he does it wa adallahu allahu ala ilmin and allah has allowed him to go astray despite the fact this person has knowledge wa khatama ala sam'ihi wa qalbihi and allah has sealed his hearing and his heart wa ja'ala ala basarihi ghishawa and he has placed a veil on his basar so what's the second reason following the desires when is it that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts a seal on the heart of a person the hearing of a person we don't know this is why we are not to judge we don't know we are not to judge we are responsible for conveying the message all right which is why we see that there were some people who at the time of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam they were disbelievers they opposed him they fought against him they killed the believers but eventually what happened they themselves accepted islam look at the stories of abu sufyan radhiyallahu anhu of khalid ibn walid radhiyallahu anhu both of them they were staunch opponents but eventually they became believers so really we don't know when and if allah has set a seal on their hearts why is this i reveal then why is allah subhanahu wa ta'ala telling us about such people then so that we learn from their behavior that it's such people who do not accept any warning who do not change who do not act on what they know do i want to be one of them no another reason as to why allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sets a seal on their hearts is because it's a punishment for them as punishment as punishment for what for their disbelief for their committing sins that when they continue in sinning when they disbelieve even if the truth is presented to them then what happens allah subhanahu wa ta'ala punishes them and he sets a seal on their hearts and their ears allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in surah al-maida ayah number 13 فَبِمَا نَقْضِهِمْ مِيثَاقَهُمْ لَعَنَّاهُمْ وَجَعَلْنَا قُلُوبَهُمْ قَاسِيَةً 
that it's because of their breaking their covenant that we curse them. And we also made their hearts hard. Their hearts were hardened. Why? Because of their sins. Because of their breaking their promises with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So remember that Allah does not create people with sealed hearts. This is a consequence. It's a natural consequence. It's a result of a person following his desires. And it's also a punishment from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. From a hadith we learn that كُلُّ مَوْلُودٍ يُولَدُ عَلَى Every child that is born, he is born on what? On fitrah. On Islam. فَأَبَوَاهُ يُهَوِّدَانِهِ أَوْ يُنَصْرَانِهِ أَوْ يُمَجِّسَانِهِ It's his parents, it's a society that makes him into a Jew, a Christian, or a Magian, a fire worshipper. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not create people with sealed hearts. Allah has blessed us with these abilities, with these faculties. But if we don't use them, if we know what wrong is, yet we do it. If we know what is harmful, yet we do it. If we know what good is, yet we don't do it. Then who are we harming? Ourselves. Then we are causing this upon ourselves. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He is not at all unjust to His servants. Allah is not ظالم. Primarily we see in this ayah that it's alladina kafaru. But in other places of the Qur'an we see that there are people who claim to be believers as well, who could be apparently believers. Yet, like I mentioned to you, that the verse in which a person who has made his God his desires, so he follows his desires. And Allah has set a seal on him as well. Alright? So the thing is that this is a characteristic of who? Of disbelievers. Sealed heart, sealed hearing. This is a characteristic of who? Of a disbeliever. And what happens as a result? A person does not benefit from what he sees, hears, learns. And if a person who says he's a Muslim, yet he does not benefit from what he sees, hears, learns, who does he resemble then? Alladina kafaru. And in this is a great warning. So walahum adabun azim. For them is a great punishment. Now these verses, remember that if you look at the ayah, am lam tunzirhum. You. You over here is referring to the Prophet ﷺ. And these verses are mainly like a source of comfort for the Prophet ﷺ. How are they a source of comfort for him? We see that the Prophet ﷺ, he really, really wanted people to believe, to accept. To the point that he would become extremely sad. He would feel it when people would not believe. He would become extremely sad. And this is mentioned right at the beginning of Surah Al-Kahf, that فَلَعَلَّكَ بَاخِعٌ نَفْسَكَ عَلَىٰ آثَارِهِمْ إِلَّمْ يُؤْمِنُوا بِهَذَا الْحَدِيثِ أَسَفًا That you would perhaps kill yourself out of this sadness that these people are not believing. So over here, the Prophet ﷺ is being comforted that if these people don't believe, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. You are telling them. But if they don't believe, it's their fault. So you don't need to worry too much. You don't need to become extremely sad and upset over them. We listen to the recitation one more time, and then we will discuss the lessons that we learn from these verses. خَتَمَ اللَّهُ عَلَى قُلُوبِهِمْ وَعَلَى سَمْعِهِمْ وَعَلَى أَبْصَارِهِمْ غِشَاوَةٌ وَلَهُمْ عَذَابٌ عَظِيمٌ These verses speak about الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا Those who disbelieve 
Remember that kufr, disbelief, is of different levels and it is also of different types. Every disbeliever is not at the same level of kufr. Just as every believer is not at the same level of iman. There are different levels of iman. Iman increases, decreases. Right? There are some people who are stronger in their faith, others who are weaker. The similarity when it comes to kufr, kufr is also of different levels and of different types. These verses are talking about pure disbelievers, staunch disbelievers, those who are firm on their disbelief, who when the truth is even presented to them, it's made very, very clear to them. Imagine the Prophet ﷺ warns them, a clear warning is given, they don't change, they don't accept. What does it mean? They know, yet they don't accept. Because there are many people out there today, yes, they are not Muslim, they are disbelievers. But do they know? Not everybody. Everybody does not know. They may know a little bit, but they do not know a lot. So can you just see a disbeliever and say, oh yeah, Allah has set a seal on his heart, on his hearing, he will not benefit, so there's no point of me talking to him. I'm not going to do that what to them. Is that what we should do? No. This ayah does not mean that we generalize this statement and we say every disbeliever's heart is sealed so there's no point in talking to them. They're doomed to go to hellfire so forget about them. No, this is not how we should think. We don't know if somebody's heart is sealed even. Our responsibility is to convey. Isn't it so? The Prophet ﷺ also what was he told? That your responsibility is to convey. إِنَّمَا عَلَيْكَ الْبَلَاغُ وَعَلَيْنَا الْحِسَابُ So similarly, we must also do the same thing. That when we come across people who do not believe, don't just say that, oh, they choose to disbelieve, so let them stay like this. Or they are disbelievers, they are not going to change. No, do your best in conveying the message. And we see how the Prophet ﷺ used to convey that if people did not accept, he would be heard. He wanted everybody to accept. Because the hereafter is a matter that is extremely serious. It's about eternity. It's about adhabun azim, a great punishment. If you don't want to go there, you don't want to be there, you want to save yourself and your family from there, you better want to save other people from there as well. So this well-wishing, this sincerity, we must have for all people. Alright? So this is something that we must understand from these verses. Then another thing that we learn from these verses is, that if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has opened up a person's heart for Islam, then this is a huge blessing of Allah. There are some people whose hearts are closed, their hearts are sealed, they're told again and again, they're shown again and again, yet they don't accept, they don't change. And there's another person who, when they learn something in the Qur'an, they try to bring a change in their actions. Is this their own achievement? This is a blessing of who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because many times it happens that when we learn about the characteristics of, let's say, the muttaqeen, we become very happy that, yes, I do this, 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 this. So I'm a muttaqeen, I'm a muflih. And look at her. She still hasn't changed. How sad. Don't think like this. Because if you changed, if you have improved, this is whose favor on you? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's huge favor on you. And it should not lead us to arrogance. It should not lead us to looking down on people. It should lead us to caring more about other people. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in Surah Al-An'am, Ayah 125, that, that whoever Allah wishes to guide, He opens up His heart to Islam. He opens up His heart to Islam, so He accepts it. Whatever Allah commands, 
he accepts it. So it's a huge blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Another huge lesson that we learn from these verses is that a person should be open to the truth. What does it mean by this? That a person should be open to the truth. That if somebody tells you about what right is, then what should we do? Accept it. We shouldn't say, no, no, I'm not going to accept it because, you know, I've been doing this for such a long time. I'm not going to change now. It's just my habit. No. A person should be open to the truth. Because it will happen that as you're learning the Qur'an, as you're studying the Qur'an, you will come across many things that will be different from what you have been doing in your past. So at these points, we should not think, oh, my family does not do this. In my culture, we don't do this. No. Don't look at your family. Don't look at your culture. Look at what Allah wants you to do. We should be open to the truth. Because it's the characteristic of who? That they are not open to the truth. الَّذِينَ kafaru, And we don't want to be like them. Another huge lesson that we learn from these verses is that when we find out about something, when we learn about something that we should do, then we should do it. We should accept the warning. And when we're told not to do something, then we should stay away from it. Rules are not given so that they are not followed. Why are rules given? So that they are followed. And is there some benefit in following the rules? Yes, there is. It's for your own good. For example, in this classroom, if we have told you, please sit at the designated spots, for example, in the benches, on the chairs, and not in the pathway. Should we follow this rule? If we don't follow this rule, if we go against it, who are we harming? Ourselves. Because may Allah protect us, in case something happens, then we need clear pathways over here. Isn't it so? So similarly, the laws that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us, He has not given them to us so that we go against them. No, He has given them to us so that we follow them. We live by them. So what's the lesson we learn? That when we find out about what we should do, then just do it. And when we find out about what we should not do, then stay away from it. Another huge lesson that we learn from these verses is that we should use our mind. We should use our eyes, our ears. Because if we don't use them, what will happen? These faculties will decay. They will become weak and weak. And we will not be able to benefit from them at all. For example, as we're sitting in the Tajweed class, and we are told to look at the text, and recite, and listen attentively, then what should we do? We should use our hearing. We should use our heart. We should use our eyes. Isn't it so? Because if we don't pay attention to what is being said, what is being recited, what is written, can we benefit? No. There are some people who have sat through the exact class that inshallah you will be sitting in, this tajweed class. And when they started, they could barely recite the Qur'an. But when they ended, when the course ended for them, alhamdulillah, they became very, very fluent. Very fluent. Why? Because they made use of their faculties, of the abilities that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given them. But if we just sit through that class, quiet, not moving our mouth, teacher cannot hear me anyway, she cannot see me anyway, then who are you harming? Yourself. So we must use the abilities that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us. Think about it. We use our tongue, for example, for talking. Talking about what? So many things. About what happened yesterday, what happened a week before, who went where, who said what. Isn't it? But when it comes to salah sometimes, even praying two rakah becomes heavy on us, using our mouth becomes heavy. Why is it so? This is not right. This is not fair. 
Similarly, we love listening to so many things. For example, a radio show, or for example, the news, or perhaps a song. We love listening. Conversations of other people. But why not listen to the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Listen to good things. Because if we don't use these abilities in a good way, then they might be taken away from us. Because remember, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, لَإِن شَكَرْتُمْ لَأَزِيدَنَّكُمْ If you're grateful for the blessings that Allah has given, Allah will increase those blessings for you. وَلَإِن كَفَرْتُمْ But if you disbelieve, إِنَّ عَذَابِي لَشَدِيدٌ Then my punishment is surely very severe. That the blessing will be taken away. So, we must use these blessings that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given to us. Then, we also learn from these ayat that if despite conveying the message, somebody does not accept, what should we do? Yes, make dua. You're making dua for them, yet they're not believing, yet they're not accepting, they're not listening to you. What should you do? Give up, despair, pass a verdict, their heart is sealed. Is that what we should do? No. In these ayat, the Prophet ﷺ is being comforted. You are doing your job. It's not your fault that they're not listening. Because sometimes it happens that you're trying to tell somebody, pray salah. They don't pray. You're trying to tell somebody, you know, wear proper clothing, for example. Or come to the class with me. They don't listen. They don't want to benefit. Should you be so sad to the point that you are harming yourself and getting depressed? Should you? No. Because at the end of the day, each person is responsible for who? For himself. Alaykum anfusakum. You are responsible for yourself. It doesn't mean you don't care for others. Of course you care for them. But you don't become depressed and begin to harm yourself just because they're not listening. Then we also learn from these verses that a person must keep conveying. He must keep warning other people. Because we don't know who might accept, who might benefit. We are not to judge who is sealed, who is open, who is not open. We are not to judge. This is in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You see, it is said that prophethood is very similar to motherhood. Prophets were given the responsibility of conveying the message to the people. Right? And mothers, what do they do? They are concerned about the well-being of their children. If children don't listen to the mother, should the mother give up? No. There's one person I know who has sat through her high school exams, I believe three or four times already now. And she's come to the point that she's like, that's it, I'm not going to bother about it anymore. I can't sit through them, I cannot pass, forget it. But her mother is so persistent. She is so firm on this. Every time she says, please sit again, please take the exams again. I'll do this for you. I'll buy this for you. I'll buy that for you. Just get your high school diploma. The daughter is almost given up, but the mother is not giving up. This is how mothers are. And this is how prophets were. Just because somebody does not listen once, twice, thrice, do you give up? You don't give up. All of you must have experienced this in your childhood as well. And perhaps now you're experiencing this, that sometimes you don't want to get up and have breakfast, but your mother keeps yelling at you from the kitchen. Wake up, come down, breakfast is getting cold. Perhaps you're working now, perhaps you're in university now, but still your mother doesn't leave you. Why? Because she cares about you. This is how the prophets were. They cared about their people. And this is how we should be as well. That we should care about other people. When we look at people around us who don't believe, don't look down on them. 
Don't walk before them arrogantly thinking, I'm so much better, they're going to hellfire. Be concerned for them. Be concerned for yourself and be concerned for other people as well. So in summary, what have we learned today? The characteristics of who? Alladina kafaru. And such people, whatever they know, they don't bring it in their action. You can tell them, you don't tell them, it doesn't make a difference. Why? Because their hearts are sealed. They don't use their mind. They don't use their abilities anymore. So as a result for them is adabun alim. Earlier in Surah Al-Baqarah, we learned about the muttaqeen. What do they do? Different things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants them to do. From iman, to infaq, fi sabilillah, to salat, yaqeen. And their end is al-muflihoon. So alladhina kafaru, what's their end? Adabun alim. What does this teach us? If you do something, you'll be successful. But if you don't do it, you won't be successful. Any question that you have? You're trying to tell somebody about Islam, you're trying to tell them about something good. They become very abrupt in the sense that they become rude and defensive. Okay. You stop at that time. You approach them another time in a different way. Look at the seerah of the Prophet ﷺ. Did the people not say to him very openly, Stop what you're doing. We don't want to hear you. They said it many times. But did he just give up over there? No, he did not give up. Try doing something different. Right? And the thing is that always make dua for them as well. Okay. If a person knows that his heart is sealed, then what should he do? First of all, nobody knows their heart is sealed. Okay? So... Just because, for example, if you feel that you're not that good, don't just assume that your heart is sealed. Okay? Always think positively about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Earlier we learned in Surah Al-Fatiha, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that He is Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim. Alright? So, we should have positive thoughts about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But if a person feels that, you know, I know many things, yet I don't do them. And this is exactly the state of who? Those people whose hearts are sealed. They know, but they don't do anything. Then what should a person do? He should start doing them. He should start doing that which he knows. He should start bringing his knowledge into his action. Alright? And also, make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to open up your heart, to give you the tawfiq to act on what you know. Because remember what hidayah is? Ilm as well as amal. So ask Allah for hidayah. When you stand in salah and you say, اِهْدِنَ الصِّرَاطَ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ You're asking Allah for hidayah. Keep this in your mind. That Ya Allah, whatever I know, give me the ability to Act on it. Alright? What if you try to tell somebody but they ignore? Just imagine a mother. A mother is telling her child, get off the sofa, otherwise you will fall. The child pretends as if he has not heard. What will the mother do? Will she ignore the child? She's going to try harder to stop him. So you have to do the same thing. You have to try harder in another way to talk to them. Alright? Okay, inshallah, we will end over here. Remember your homework. You have to memorize the word to a translation of both of these verses. How many times? Seven. Don't forget that number, okay? Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika. Nashadu an la ilaha illa anta. Nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.